Welcome back to Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. This is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker. Hello. And, and we are super stoked right now to bring to you the entire Bassin Galaxy. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Randy Howell. Yeah. What up, Randino? What's up? What's going on, dude? It's about time you come on this show. Man, you got to work for a living sometimes. You know, I don't ever get to come on here. I'm always working, man. Yeah, bassin ain't easy, Randy, you know? No, it ain't easy, man. I, mean, I, I just need to grow some hair like you've got, man. I bet I'd make more money. Yeah, you know, that could be your gimmick. You know what I'm saying, man? I could get something to flow on that Triton when I'm running real oh, fast that, in the you lane. You would look outstanding. He's aerodynamic, though. You would look You'll go fast. You go slow with him in the boat. Yeah. Oh, I'll I, I weigh it down. You know, me and Seth Fighter, your other Daiwa boy. You know, yeah, we, he's my boy. Yeah, we, <laughs> we I like weigh, him, man. We we weigh it down, Randy, man. Um, twenty five years, dude. Come on, it seems like just a flash in the pan. But you've been at this twenty five años. That's, that's yeah, it really. It really, if you think about, it, I guess it is twenty five years because I, you know, I started in bass the invitationals right out of high school when I, when I turned eighteen and qualified my first year on the invitationals to be on the back then it was called the old bp top 100 back in the old days and started that at 19 years old so you know i fished till i was 23 before i made the classic so uh my only two sponsors were mastercard and visa and they were high interest sponsors (laughs) (laughs) nice that's the first time we heard that one that was good hey i'm I'm gonna tell you the the first my first recollection this is my first vision of Randy Howell, and I don't mean to sound creepy about this or nothing, but the first time I remember you was back on the FLW tour, um, and I believe it was a sight fishing derby, and I want to say it was like Beaver or something. It's back when Jerry and Tommy were announcing uh, back in the day, and I remember you, dude, like you you were doing the sight fishing deal, and you go flying from the front of the deck like a gazelle, like uh, to the back of the deck, you jump on the on the outboard, and, and you're you're sight fishing off of, off of the uh, off of the outboard, dude. Like I mean, you did not miss a beat. I'm like, there's no way that I could have done that and not fell in the water. You know, I see I, I see you there with that with that sight fishing uh, derby. You know that uh, that Florida Keys hat going on. And yeah. Do you remember what I'm talking about? What what was that derby, you guys? Was it? Yeah. That? I think uh, you cut out on my on my uh my end there for a minute so i but i got the last part and the first part of what you said i think your the flw tournament i bet it was uh it might have been at beaver lake arkansas do you think it was there that's that's what i said and did you hear the part where i compared you to a gazelle no no i didn't hear that <laughs> yes, <cut> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though. you did you you hopped from the front of the deck to the back <laughs> onto the outboard Perfect. Boom. You were just like, boom, planted. And whoop, working them spots, dude. Do, 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 do. Yeah. It was that's awesome. Back. Okay. I remember that's back before we uh, they made a rule against standing on the engine. You can't <laughs> fish on the engine anymore. But back then, we could do it. <laughs> I mean, you no, the, the only other time I ever saw that was when Ish did it in 2006. Oh, at that's Amistad. dangerous right there. And it, that was yeah. like a, a major meltdown. Yeah, but that Ish was, should uh, not do that. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, Ish too big to get on the motor. Yeah, not actually, a gazelle. That, no. He's not a gazelle like Randy <laughs> Howell. But but I was like, I was like, damn, this dude's pretty cool, man. I mean, that's a pretty cool move right there. Then I start I start paying attention to Randy Howell. 
You know, I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm reading your file now. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? You know? And then 2004, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. I kind of rain man this stuff sometimes. But uh-huh. 2004 Dardanelle, dude. How cool. It was just so cool as a bass fishing fan to, to watch you win that. Uh, what were those were E-Fit? What were those then? The, yeah, that was the uh, Elite 50. E-50. That was the inaugural Elite 50. The first one that Bass did there was on in 2004. I think it was April of 04. And uh, and I had won an FLW tournament in 98, you know, won $100,000 event. That was my first big win was FLW in 98. But then, so, but that was my first Bassmaster win. And that was the, the first year, the only time, like, four tournaments there that year that they didn't pay a big grand prize. So I won $5,000 for my first Bassmaster event. Oh, then wow. The, yeah, then the next year they paid 100000 Then the next year they called them majors and paid 250000 yeah. So yep. it was it was uh, that was a bummer, but at least I did win my – my the inaugural event. It's a good memory, and uh, man, it was a great event. I actually caught him swimming a jig, like I had learned to do here in Alabama when I moved here. It was awesome. a fun, fun event. Yeah, those majors were awesome. I wish they'd go back to those with the I, whole course. I think didn't didn't uh, Peter T win two of those things? I think he he may have. And Mark Davis won two out of yep. the four that year. Yeah, that's right. He won, he won uh, two of them that year. And only won ten thousand for two events, you know. And then the other guys all won the big money later. So, uh, <laughs> now, yeah. un- unfortunately, you were the guinea pig for that event because you only won five grand. Just like you're again back to your Daiwa teammate Seth Fighter. He was the guinea yeah. pig for the uh, for the uh, AOY uh, right. Derby, and he only won like sixty dollars for winning that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, luckily, and luckily, a guy carved him a, a trophy out of a, with a chainsaw and some wood up there. I think right. made it. <laughs> Let him have a trophy anyway. That was yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, I got to share my first Randy Howell story. Please my do. First, I think it was had to have been 05, 06. Um, and uh, it was just, I think you were, you were fishing some docks. And, uh, man, it, you just, you were freaking out over how high your line jumped. And it was like, it was just, <laughs> you're just like, man, that ain't a big one. But, but that line jumped. You uh, know, and I was like, this with, guy loves with? fishing. You know? Were you my partner that day? No, I was not. I saw it on TV. <laughs> All right. How'd you know that then? Did you hear that? Where'd I, where'd I say that at? It was on TV. It was on the show. Oh, oh was it on the show? Okay. Yeah, and I was just like, man, this guy loves fishing. I'm going to watch him more. I was yeah, like, I, I do to, the same thing. I used thing. to love it a lot. I used to love it a lot. Like like Charlie I mean, Charlie Hartley is hands down the best the most fanatical lover of catching a bass or a fish of any kind of anybody. And I, and I used to think I was until I met Charlie and got to know him, but he's hands down, you know, the, 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 he loves it more than anybody I've ever seen. It shows man. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, no doubt. Randy, we, we know some things about you. I mean, we know that you are a devout Christian. Mm -hmm. We know that you are a devout family man. We know that you are a bass fishing fanatic uh, we know that you are an amazing bass angler. Um, tell the world something that we don't know about Randy Howell. T- tell us something. Uh, man, I'm pretty. I'm pretty simple. I, if you know all that, that's pretty much uh, all I've got, man. You know, I'm I'm passionate about you know several things in life, and as you know, that's faith family and fishing and that's the three the three f's and that's the order they they need to be in faith family and fishing and um you know i'm very blessed and very thankful to do what i do and i love it and i always have you know had a lot of years of 
struggle like at the beginning but as the years have progressed we've been real you know we've climbed the ladder very slowly me and my wife robin may may uh, 16th this year will be our 25th wedding anniversary we've been married 25 years this year and she's done it with me the whole time we're 43 years old and we got married 18 years old so we've done it together learned the business together learned the sport and we really enjoy what we do and our boys are doing it doing it with us they're 11 and 15 you know they're doing what we do and traveling we're we're getting into making this little fishing show called the catch with randy and robin which is a web kind of a web-based show that hopefully will grow into something better in the future but that's what it's all about is having the platform and using it for good stuff and that's what i try to do what what else do you need besides the three f's <clears throat> that's right it's yeah. covered it's covered right there that, that yeah. that's outstanding man uh hey uh we're we're on this facebook live deal right now randy you know uh-huh. we're, we're doing this on straightcast.net as well as the facebook live and we have some questions uh for you from uh, some of your fans jp what do we got going on for randy what's up randy we got a. Uh... I believe this is a young collegiate angler, Laura Ann Fosheezy. Foshe, oh Foshe, oh Foshe. That's, that's Laura Ann, buddy. She's tough, man. She's the Alabama. She's the Alabama fishing queen. Nice. <laughs> well, she said she loves seeing your wife catching huge bass, pond hopping, and fishing with the boys while you are competing. Do you think yeah. Ramit will ever compete again now that the boys are older? Well, that's a good question, and Laura Ann. If I, for any of y'all that if y'all look into the fishing archives in college and Lauren she she had the greatest you know career for for the probably the first lady in I think in the sport maybe in college fishing to come through and I went to her signing she signed a scholarship with uh with SCAD down in in uh in Georgia uh for Savannah College of uh art and design and so she's fishing for them representing them good and she's a great angler herself great great sweet girl but thank you for the question, Lauren. But Robin, she loves the fish just like Lauren too. And and you know, and there's a difference. Some people that just love the fish, and people that really have a gift to fish. You know, Lauren's got a gift, and she looks natural, and she looks like she's got what it takes to to be a serious competitive angler. And that's how Robin is. Robin's the same way. Me and her grew up in high school together. We dated in high school, got married a year out of school. And she was, you know, MVP and everything she ever did in high school, basketball, softball, and volleyball. And so she, she was so competitive when she got out fishing with me. Competitive is how she, you know, she fished a women's tour, the old Bass and Gal tour. Yeah. yeah. She, was, she was a 96 Bass and Gal rookie of the year and, and won and made the classic two years in a row. And then, uh, then we decided to start having kids and had Laker, you know, a couple years after that. So we've competed together in team tournaments all our life and done, done good with that. We won a boat together back when we were wow. first starting out. And that's kind of how we got out of debt a little bit as we were climbing <laughs> the ladder. And uh, awesome. Robin, Robin will probably not compete, uh, individually anymore, but, but me and her may compete some, you know, team wise, but she, she definitely is loving to get to fish more as she, as the boys have gotten older now, getting to fish with me more like we always had used to do. Oh, that, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. 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 Absolutely awesome. awesome. Well, JP, we got anything else going on on there? Uh, what's your favorite spring color to throw in which lure? Ooh. Favorite spring color to throw in which lure? Boy, that's kind of like saying what kind of ice cream do I like, you know? It's like, uh, <laughs> man, that's a hard question. Uh, for you know, for crank for crankbait, you know, I'm a crank. I'm a big crankbait. Everybody knows that. And my howler on the class on 
Well, we froze up a little bit there, Randy. Can you hear us? Well, Randy froze up. Randy! Come on back, Randy. <laughs> Come on back from the, the back. Good, good mannequin challenge. All right. Don't no, no, start he, talking. He to nailed me. it, didn't he? He nailed the mannequin challenge. Let's We're get calling him back Randy right back here on the, uh, on the Skyping machine. Uh, are we back? We back yet? There you are. Can can you hear me, Randy? Going out. Yeah. Okay, I got gotcha. you. I lost the video here, but I can hear you now. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, we we knew you were going to say the howler on that question. Yeah. Uh oh, we're losing Randy again. Let's see here. It's- it's that Gunnersville connection. It is. That it always is. happens to us in Gunnersville for, so, for some reason. It he seems must, to. Uh, I thought he was on the good side of the lake. <laughs> Fishing's so good that they don't need cell phones. <laughs> there it goes. Let's try it again. Calling Randy Howell. Earth to Randy Howell. Come back, Randy Howell. It was bizarre. It was so, it was so solid. It, it was. It, it was like right on, like right the best on. audio and, we've ever had. And then all of a sudden, boom. We're, we're, we're beaming into Randy's flat. Randy. Randy, can you come in? Pigeon, Mr. Randy. Well, sorry, Michael Ford. Uh, <laughs> he said his favorite spring lure is the howler in, in that red color, that one, that classic. That one, the classic. How, how, how else could it not be? Absolutely. <laughs> Here we go. Trying Randy Howell again. We're, we're hoping for a Bassin miracle. Uh-oh, he's having trouble with his internet. Let's, uh, you want to try and get Randy on the, uh, on the Google phone. Let's do that right there. We'll call him up on the Googler phone. What's up, Pat? How you doing? I'm doing good. You doing good? Yeah. (laughs) Thanks for asking. We can just talk to each other. Yeah. uh, Hi, Ryan. How you been? I've been okay. I was sick. Now I'm not. I'm glad you're not. The, uh, you know what? I miss fishing already. Yeah, I know. We got winter again in March. We we got, uh, we got teased a little bit there by the, uh, there's, we got Randy back. I can see him. We got Randy. I'm just going to say, hey. There he is. Out, hey, Robin. She come out and try to help me get it back going again, but I guess I didn't do nothing wrong. It just quit. It, yeah. No, it was you, Randy. They it was the Gunnersville connection. <laughs> <laughs> Robin's got the magic touch. Just admit yeah, it. Yeah, that's for sure. We know. We know. Okay, so we, we where we left uh, Randy in our last episode was Randy was telling <laughs> us about the uh, the Red Howler crankbait and how that's your favorite spring color, and and of course it is. Then yeah, then I went from that that I start with a crankbait and then my other two part there deal is the Cinco and the and the Yamamoto five inch green pumpkin purple copper is kind of my favorite color. Any of the green pumpkin colors I catch them, but that that color is kind of my favorite one. Green pumpkin purple green or green pumpkin purple copper. Throw that anywhere the crankbait quits working and they bite the Cinco. So that's my spring my spring uh, favorite right there. That's the combo. Awesome. Hey, uh, Randy, tell me, uh, tell me who Bill Morgan is. Tell the world who Bill Morgan is. Man, Bill Morgan was um, my first, really my first bait sponsor. Uh, he owned, he started Hog Collar, Hog Collar, H-A-W-G, Hog Collar Spinner Baits in um, Western North Carolina, Clemens, North Carolina. He he actually made the first spinner bait. The spinner bait Hank Parker won the classic on in yep. nineteen eighty nine. <laughs> he it was called Hank Parker's classic spinner bait. Uh, Bill 
sold that to man so man's it could help hank parker mass produce it when he won the classic and bill mentored he, david fritz uh, gerald beck david wright i mean a lot of great western north carolina anglers uh, even marty stone he did a lot of stuff with marty stone back when marty was fishing and bill was like a mentor to me kind of like a father father figure a lot to me and he started sponsoring me when i was 15 years old and really helped me throughout my whole life and I've stayed with Hogcrawler, even though he sold out as he retired and Lunker Lure bought Hogcrawler. And I've stayed with Lunker Lure and Hogcrawler for all these years. So 20, really 25 or more years, I've used Hogcrawler spinnerbaits. And Bill was doing great. And out of the blue, he got he got a crazy infection and, and uh, was in the hospital. I got to talk to him and thought it was going to be all right. And a few days later, he passed away back in, uh, back, uh, probably back in the early part of spring and Luckily, we had a little gap there. Me and Robin were able to fly to North Carolina and and go to his funeral and be there for that and his family. But Bill was a great, great man, Absolutely. left a great legacy of family and helped faith and helped a lot, a lot of people in his life. And, and I, I believe he's kind of a, a of an unsung hero of of the crankbait uh, galaxy. He is. How, how did you know him? Or uh, how did dude, you know I'm about a crank, him? I'm a crankbait freak, so I know okay. that I know that. Uh, you know that that Fritz and and, and those guys, uh, you know, used to get some of them special baits. You know That's what right. I'm saying. You know what yep. I'm saying. Yeah, Bill. Bill taught me all about that when I grew up at Lake Gaston in North Carolina and guided on Gaston and, and Kerr Bugs Island. Bill always come up and fished with me, and I'd go up to High Rock and he fished with me, and I he taught me a lot about the just hydrodynamics of crankbaits, and he was a brilliant engineering mind but he was a good old country boy fisherman and that mix made him so unique and he was so humble nobody ever knew how awesome he was and that's one of the other things that i i love so much about him he taught me about was humility and uh he he made man he made so many great baits for me over the years and he really taught me about confidence and fishing and if it wasn't for bill morgan i guarantee i wouldn't be sitting here as a successful angler that, that that made it, I would I could have been a statistic, never made it on tour, uh, had I not known Bill Morgan for sure. That's that's outstanding. Wow. That that that's amazing right there. That's that's the story of the week on Straight Cast. I'm I, glad I, I was educated yeah, too because he's responsible for a few of my first bass with that spinnerbait. I mean that thing. Yeah, that thing hit Walmart it. when I was probably like eight or nine years no, old. No doubt, I was all over it. Now, now was one of those special crankbaits. Um, were the, were, was that one of the baits that you were throwing there on Dardanelle? <clears throat> um, let's see. I, I, Back in 04. Now, that was actually uh, that was a little homemade bait called a Dean Helton. Helton. Okay. Uh, he's out of East. It was a little East Tennessee crankbait. Gotcha. And that's, that was another older man that's been a lure, old flat-sided East Tennessee lure maker for a lot of years. And I, I met him you know, back in the nineties and kind of got to know him too. Never knew him real well. Like I did Bill Morgan, but he, Dean always made baits for me and sent them to me kind of when Bill was getting older and Bill had quit making baits a lot. Dean made some baits for me too. Gotcha. Isn't it amazing? The magic of some of the baits that, that we cherish as bass fishermen. I mean, we, we have, I mean, I know you love your Livingston and and we, and we, we have a crankbait sponsor too, but there's just something special about a special crankbait. You know, it's something that always comes through for you, you know? I know. And, you know, and it's weird because I, confidence is a huge deal and it's amazing how I've, uh, developed 
confidence with sound, you know, not just not not a commercial for Livingston, but I've gotten so much confidence in sound tech. And I hear it for the fish because I see how they react in tanks when I do Bass Pro seminars, and I see how fish respond to that sound. Even the same bait, and I turn the sound off and throw it in the water versus how it's how they react with with sound on. That's why I feel like I I feel handicapped if i don't have sound in a bait and so every so i've tried to get livingston making everything that i would possibly want and i mean you can see right here you look right over here on the camera that whole wall right that whole wall right there (laughs) that is all old boxes of crankbaits and uh it's mostly crankbaits and all my wood baits are in that box and they've sat on that shelf really now in the last two years and not even been touched i mean and i've got special baits in those boxes that i know catch fish but i don't even carry them out anymore because i i'm so you know bound by the sound technology i want to be using something and i've I've fished so many of all my other baits now that i know i can catch fish with them and i've developed my confidence there and that's all it takes you have to you have to branch out and try to you know so much new stuff is made so much better than the old stuff but we get stuck on old stuff because our confidence won't allow us to look for new stuff. So that that's one thing I, I'm proud that I've learned to do is move forward with the technology that we have now available. And, uh, and I still love those old antique baits to sit in my shelf. I still will never get rid of them. I want to always hold on to them anyway. <laughs> I, I'm the same way, man. I got I got a, I got boxes full of old Bagleys that I'll never get rid of. It's I know. Hard. I do too, man. It's, they're loaded over here. I've got Bagleys, <laughs> Lures, Lures, Hog Collars. I've got uh, old uh, Craig Powers from up in Tennessee. Oh, I yeah, CP, bro. Yeah, CPs. I mean, I've got I've – got, I mean, old pose, and I mean, I've got everything in the world. I'm a junkie like that, you know. And but, uh, you know, but luckily I don't have to depend on them now like I used to. Used to, I'd freak out or panic if you <laughs> blew her up or something. Now I don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> you got the stock of the Livingstons, and it's yeah. the confidence, and that's what works for you. That and that's, that, right. that's outstanding. Hey, yeah, uh, I think we have some more questions for you from uh, from your fans. Uh, what what's going on, JP? Who's on deck? Well. Uh, you talked about being a big believer in the sound uh, in the Livingstons. Do, are you a big believer in the hydrowave? Are you using the hydrowave? Yeah, I do. Yeah, hydrowave. I've been using. You know, you go way back to you guys. Will remember the Biosonics was the first sound unit we oh, had yeah. on the boats. Biosonics and Van Dam has been you kind of the big proponent of that all these years. He's he's been into it, and 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 then when it kind of. Uh, went under you know van damme and i think jeff crete and uh gene uh eisenman gene eisenman kind of bought and started that company back called it hydrowave so i've had one on my boat every year since one has been available and uh and that's one of the reasons i i believe i've seen so many times and i'm not even sponsored by them and i mean so many times i've watched fish come up right in front of my boat right beside my boat and chase bait out of the water do crazy stuff, especially smallmouth up north. One of the years that I almost won Oneida back in 2012 or 11 or something like that, um, I had I had a hydrowave running up there on the front of the boat, and these smallmouth were not; they were dead shut off forever. And all of a sudden, they chased bait up right by my trolling motor, and they were busting all around my trolling motor. And I still couldn't make them bite hardly, but they were right there because of the hydrowave. It caught them up, and it got them, it got them stirred up. And finally, I caught two more, finished my limit, and, and almost won the tournament. And that had a lot to do with the hydrowave. So I believe in it, 
and, and most of the hydrowave sounds are computer-generated sounds, uh, and Livingston, Texas State University records the true sounds of every living thing under the water. Uh, they got over 30 sounds, Texas State University, and, and Livingston gets their uh, sounds, buys their sounds from the biology department there. So the sound is a true recording of what the sound those bait fish make, the distress sound, the uh, shad schooling sound when they're getting busted and chased by a, prey, a predator fish, and then the uh, the crawfish clicking sound. I've actually seen video of how they record that. They actually go down in a rocky stream and turn rocks over and get crawfish to stand up like this, and they prod them. And they, the little little pitchfork prod that has a sticker <laughs> on it and, it, and they give off this tick 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 sound of a defensive sound, and they record that, and then they speed it up and make it louder, of course, and put it in the bait. And uh, I mean, I'm telling you, it's the coolest thing in the world. That's why you still got to have a bait that works good, that looks good, and all that. But when you add sound to it, you know, you're not gonna catch every. Not every fish don't just start biting, of course, automatically all the time that you're gonna catch them. Though I would win every tournament, so I'm not saying that. But I know it gives me more of an advantage than than without sound, without a doubt. Absolutely, wow. and, and it's no laser lure. Remember that one for a couple yeah. of years with the laser shooting. <laughs> That's right, and I, you know, and when I first started with Livingston, right off the bat, I believed I got into the sound deal, and they had some of the older baits and some of the their first original baits. They had light, you know, they had a, a LED light in them, and they and they still have a lot of the older, the old Norman crankbait molds. That that's what they kind of used early on. It looked oh, gotcha. like the DD twenty two, DD fourteen. Those baits still had light up eyes and different things like that. And so when I got involved, with them, I said, "You got to." You got to go away from the light because there's too many gimmicks <laughs> with lasers and lights, and it's just people not—they're not, not going to believe in light. It's hard enough to get them to believe in sound, but I know, without a doubt, how sound works, and, and it's cool that every time I go work a show that has a fish tank, and I can get up there and show it in person, it blows everybody's mind because it's so cool to watch how they react to that when they hear that sound. They immediately, just like you whistle to your dog across the, 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 the you know, the garage or something, the dog. Here's the whistle. Their ears perk up, and they take off, and they come running to you, and that's how they do in that tank. As soon as that sound pops on, every fish in there oh, turns at attention. And they're like, what is that? And they take off running up here to it, and they start nipping at it, pulling at it, and kind of being curious about it. And that no, that's how I know it's going to help you catch fish. And any advantage that you can get, you got to take it as a pro Yeah, you got to take it. You know, Even yeah, you if I catch one bass any on any given day, each day, because I had that sound in my bait, even if it's just one, that's, that's one more that could have made a difference in winning ten grand, a hundred grand, or you know three hundred grand in, in the classic. You know, so you got to try it. Yep. Speaking of classic, you're you're getting ready for a real big derby, aren't you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. How, how you feeling, Randy? Man, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm feeling really good tonight because I packed for two days. I've been almost like on a fast. Not, I haven't hardly eaten because I've been working so hard trying to get all my tackle in my boat. And my garage is empty out here tonight. My buddy Kenny is driving my truck and boat right now to uh, Conroe. And uh, Boyd Duckett's a good friend of ours. Boyd lives a couple, you know, 10 miles down the road. And he's let me and Robin fly with him on his jet tomorrow so it's nice. nice nice to have a good friend with a wow. jet and like you go fly for free nothing <laughs> like a buddy like, like me boy. needs a free ride <laughs> 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 so uh we're flying down there tomorrow so all my stress is over right now because i can't pack anything else i can't do anything. everything is on the road and uh and i'm excited about the classic i'm excited to get down there where it's going to be 75 and 80 degrees and get out of this cold weather 
and uh, and get get after some fish and try to bring that title back to Alabama. Yeah, there you go. And, and a lot of people don't. You kind of you kind of hit on it there, Randy. A lot of people don't realize the what you go through to prep for the Bassmaster Classic. Not only physically, but mentally too. Man, it's a process. It's not like you just hop in your truck and your boat and you go. Or your jet. Or your jet, like Boyd. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> but, I mean, you know, you've been going through stuff. I mean, every it's meticulous. This is the biggest deal in bass fishing that's it about is. to happen here next it week. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's so much that goes into it, just, to, just thinking about it. And, you know, and it's been weird this year because we've had to fish, you know, two tournaments that kind of took our attention off the classic and i haven't really i didn't mean i didn't really like that a lot it's weird right you know bass fishermen fishermen don't like change so it's you can't make everybody happy and i'm not complaining but i wish they would leave that gap alone and just not put two tournaments in front of the classic because the classic is so sacred and it's so big that you want to get the hype and the build up and you don't want anything to take attention away from that classic and so I've, i've had to kind of put the classic on the back burner and try to fish two tournaments didn't really do great start with i missed both cuts and just didn't have great success on either event so i put it behind me and now i'll get the classic back out here and focus on that and but but now that i've been packing for it for several days and getting my my boxes of yamamoto's and my livingston's in and my new dial rods and reels and all the stuff and just just going through the the garage full of of uh products trying to get ready for it it's just got me all pumped up and excited again i mean and as long as i've done this you know i still get those butterflies and i get that adrenaline rush and i was worn out at midnight last night when i went in here to go to bed after i worked and i still lay down in the bed and my mind's thinking about the classic and i get thinking (laughs) about holding that trophy up and all that feeling and all that emotion and my heart was just racing i'm like dude you got to go to sleep you're tired you got to get up i'm like quit thinking about this you know and i can't get it off my mind because that's how awesome it is it it, dude and i mean and i know i from talking to you earlier in the week you you're you're pretty you're pretty stoked about this one yeah i I am you got that funny feeling don't you yeah, I've had a good feeling. I have. It's been kind of weird because y'all know the, the miraculous, the you know, event that happened in, at Gunnersville and how how amazing that happened. And we all know that was divine intervention. And but then, but the last two years after that, I mean, at Hartwell, I was I went into the final day one pound out of the lead. You know, really thought in my heart that I was going to win back to back. I don't know how or why, but I still felt like it was going to happen. And then that next day. Everything fell apart, and it didn't happen, so it wasn't meant to be. Then last year at Grand Lake, same deal. I felt like that again, and everything was good. And I actually found the fish that won the Classic. I just didn't catch them, and that's what really chapped me last year. You know, Edwin came up there the last day, and I didn't know anybody was going to be there, so I waited all morning to go there, let the weather get right, and I get there, and I messed up and came late. And he didn't know I was up there, and uh, and he comes up and catches them and i looked at those fish that he weighed in on those trees the day before the camera i mean it's just a crazy deal if you watched it on tv they yep. edited most of it out but you can still see the frustration of where i know i know i was there and i just didn't do the right things and make the right decisions and that's what winning a tournament like the classics all about making the right decisions so i've been around the fish to win three years in a row now and uh and only got one out of three so i'm hoping i'll get another chance this time and and uh pray 
you know, the good Lord will let it all happen again, and he'll do it in a miraculous way where he'll get all the glory for it because it's definitely not about me. I'm just the, the, the guy that gets to do it, so I'm thankful. Yes, it, dude, and, uh, and you know, we're, we're rooting for you. I, I, I think there's something going on here. I mean, I, I kind of sense something here. Yeah, there's, there's something going on. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You know what I mean? We get we got this bass in sense. And, I hope and, you're right, man. I and, hope you're right. And I I don't know what you know about this about this show, but it's um, <coughs> you know, we're we're not we're not bragging, but I'm bragging that uh, <laughs> that we seem to have good luck uh, for anglers that that come on our show before derbies. Oh, good. Okay. Do, do you know about that? It is true. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Who, who? Tell me. Tell me about. Well, it. let's there's talk, a, let's talk a about a guy named Greg Hackney, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh, a guy named uh, Kevin Van Dam, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Let's talk about uh, Mike McClellan. Mike McClellan. You yeah. know, they come on the show, and and, and something and something great happens. Now, Jeff right. Creed. That's another story with Creed. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I should have. It's my fault now because you invited me to come on the show way back before the season started, and I should have come on there. And maybe I would have started the season out better. I know. Now the classic the is the one you the, want. This is the yeah, deal. You, you got to get a deuce. You know, you're looking for to double down on the BMC. Right, um, Andy, how much time do we have left? Are, are we right there? Oh goodness gracious! Uh, hey, uh, Randy, we are up against the clock. Time flies when you're when you're having fun, huh? Yes, it does, man. Yes, uh, it does, dude. Thank you so much for for coming on and hanging out with us, man. We had hey, a great time. I appreciate time with y'all. You. I appreciate y'all having me. It's awesome to use this technology to get to see each other and talk and answer questions. And uh, man, keep up the good work. Y'all doing a great job. And uh, hopefully, we can come back and have the classic trophy sitting right behind me on the next show. How about yes. that? A- absolutely. Yeah. And you know what I learned from you today, Randy? What? That Robin is the brains behind this whole operation. You should have known that a long time I ago. I should have known better. <laughs> I should have known better. Randy, thank you so much. And uh, we're looking forward to having you on again. Safe travels and knock them out at the BMC, buddy. All right, guys. Thank you, guys. God bless you. We'll see you down there, all right? You too, Good luck. man. Hey, that's right. Randy Owl, Bassmaster Elite Series Tour Pro, Bassmaster Classic Champion. Uh, don't go nowhere. Put the power poles down. When we get back, it's FLW winner. Fresh off of the, uh, the Harris chain. Harris chain. Harris chain. Bradley Dorch coming at you. Power poles down. Real Tuning Expert. Whether you need your reel tuned up, souped up, or basic maintenance, Ben Botcher, the real slayer from SlayerRealTuning.com, has your reel needs covered. Ben is the official reel tuner of Stray Casts, and he can customize your reel to your exact specifications, like new ball bearings, drag washers, clean reels, and the latest and greatest handles. When it comes to reels, go to the best and contact Ben, the real slayer, and get your reel tuned to perfection and back in no time. Go to the website, SlayerRealTuning.com. That's SlayerRealTuning.com. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!